approximately um, 1.40 p.m. Uh, the Anastasia Police Department received a 9 incident and what we did. I'm going to have uh, the mayor come up and say a few words. Uh, Chief Williams say a few words and then I'll take some questions afterwards if anybody has any questions. Okay? So we're just going to, we're going to start off. Uh, November 9th, 2021 at approximately um, 1.40 p.m. The Anastasia Police Department received a 9-1 call from inside of 73 Route Avenue. Dispatch personnel could hear uh, yelling, but the caller was not responsive, communicating with the dispatcher. Officers dispatched. First officer on scene found a partially open door at the residence, and upon uh, he heard uh, yelling and some crying from inside the home. Upon entering the home, the officer found the suspect, Camille Zielinski, that's K-A-M-I-L-Z-I-E, L-I-N-S-K-I, standing over the victim, who was identified as a Grace Zelinska, his wife. Her last name is spelled a little differently. It's Z-I-E-L-I-N-S-K-A. Uh, Grace had severe injuries to her upper body. Camille made statements indicating he was responsible for the assaults on Grace. Medical attention was provided to Grace. She was transported to Yale New Haven Hospital, where she, she died as a result of the assault. Grace was 34 years old and the mother of three children, ages five, four, uh, three, and four months. The three-year-old and four-month-old were in the home at the time of the incident, but they were not harmed. The five-year-old was in school during the incident. Camille Zielinski, age 28, was taken into custody and charged with murder and risk of injury. He was held on a million-dollar bond and will be arraigned today at Derby Superior Court in Derby. I'd now like to introduce Mayor Cassetti for a few words. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. You know, it was a terrible tragedy that Ansonia sustained here in the loss of this young woman. I just want to make a shout out for domestic violence. It is so important. If you see something or if you have a problem, please contact the Ansonia Police Department or please contact my office or BH Care on East Main Street. I think domestic violence is on the rise and it's a terrible thing, and we, we have to nip it in the bud. So that's, that's my advice for anybody concerned out there that has a problem with domestic violence, to please call BH Care, call my office. I am always there, or call the Ansonia Police Department so we can nip this in the bud. Thank you very much. Okay, now I'd like to introduce Chief Williams. He has a brief statement to read. Good morning. I'd like to start by commending the officers and the detectives of the Ansonia Police Department for their professionalism, their compassion, not only in this case, but in the day-to-day -day operations here at the Police Department. I'd also like to thank State's Attorney Margaret Kelly and her staff, along with Ralph Soda and the Connecticut State Police Central District Major Crime Squad for their assistance yesterday. This community has been impacted by another domestic violence incident and has claimed the life of a member of our community. Over the past several years, we have had several of these incidents. Unfortunately, we're not alone, as these incidents have also happened on a state and national level. Connecticut has some of the strongest <clears throat> domestic violence laws in the country, as well as some of the best resources for domestic violence victims. As we have seen on a local and national level, these incidents do not happen in a vacuum. There are often warning signs. This message is for the community. If you see something, say something. If you or a family member or a friend is suffering from domestic violence, call us. You are not alone. We are here to help you. We can get you to the resources that you need. Get the help. We are waiting, we are waiting here to help you. 
In the Valley, the Umbrella Center for Domestic Violence Services can be reached by phone at 203-736-9944, or statewide, you can contact Safe Connect at 888-774-2900. Again, we're here to help you. Please call us. Take any questions. We'll take a few questions if anybody has any. They were husband and wife, yes. And they had three kids that were how old? Three children, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-month-old. Were there any signs of domestic violence, or have you guys ever been called out to this specific location? Uh, not between uh, Grace and Camille. Uh, there was an incident back in January where there was an altercation between Camille and his father, where Camille was arrested, uh, but nothing between Grace and him. Mm -hmm. Now, were you folks responding to a call to come out there? Did someone call? We received a 911 call. It was an open line call. Our dispatchers could hear yelling and, and, and commotion in the background. So we were sent for that. First officer found a partial open door, could hear the yelling. And when he walked in, walked into what we could be best described as a very chaotic scene. And you said that the five-year-old was in school, but the other two? The other two were home. The three-year-old and the uh, four-month-old were both home. Uh, they were, neither one was uh, injured or involved in the incident. We have DCF is involved. DCF is doing their protocols, and uh, they're in the process of attempting to uh, get the kids to a family member if that's the best option for them. You said severe trauma to staff? We're not going to release what actually, I can tell you, severe trauma to the upper body. And you said Camille was arrested for what back in January? He was arrested for assault and a disorderly conduct, I believe. He was involved in an altercation with his father. With his biological father? With his father. biological father, yes. Do you have any other not that I'm aware of. You guys have, like, the, you've done the lethality assessment program for years and so on. Yes. Like, has there been, uh, this is back in three since Christine Holloway? Yes. Has there been an uptake overall? Uh, I don't know if you could quantify it or... I can't, I can't quantify it off the top of my head. There has been an uptick in domestic violence, I think, with everything going on with COVID and, and the lack of being able to go out. You, you have people confined in, in spaces and, and you know... That's never a good recipe when, when things are bad and people are having hard times. Can we talk about another domestic violence case? I mean, just the thought of that happening again, yes. your reaction to it, and your message to the public about this matter. I can only reiterate what the chief and the mayor said. Uh, we are here. Our whole purpose, one of our whole purposes in working is to help people, to get them the help they need. Domestic violence is one of the most difficult cases you can deal with because there are so many different factors. There's a financial factor. There's children involved, there's family involved. So the person that's being, the perpetrator is being violent, the, the violence is being perpetrated against, it's very hard for them to get out. Sometimes they're on their own. So it's, it's hard to make that first step, but there are services, we are here to help them. There are services through uh, the umbrella in Birmingham Health. There are statewide services. We urge anyone, if you know of a family member that's going through something, reach out, try to get them to come to us. Come to us and see what we can do as far as trying to reach out to them and seeing if we can help. Yes. Well, luckily, it's it's not of this level. Um, you know, this is the exception, thankfully, and not the rule for us. Our officers are very well trained. They're um, extremely professional, and they are able to, as best they can, compartmentalize things, get in there, do the job they have to do, and and 
get the job done. And, and this was an example of how they work together. They work quickly. And we worked with our, our brother and sister agencies to get the scene processed and to get a, a conclusion to the case where now we can move to the next end, which is court. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. There is a husband and there is a wife. Yes. Are there any other suspects involved? Right now it's just the, uh, the wife is the victim and the husband is the suspect. And then that, that uh, husband, he's making his court appearance today. You know, yeah. Uh, usually it's the afternoon. He'll be arraigned in Derby Court. We, we put him on a million-dollar bond. Uh, he's actually over in Derby Court right now waiting to be arraigned. I got you. And then just those charges one more time. Murder and risk of injury. Is it second-degree murder or what is it? We only have a murder charge in Connecticut, so it's just murder. It's either murder or felony murder. This one is just murder. And the, the two children that were at home are with whom now? Uh, DCF. Uh, last, last I knew, DCF had custody of all three children and were doing their protocol. And normally their protocol is to try to find a family member that's suitable so that the children aren't taken out of what they know as far as who they're with. Do you know if they have family or extensive family? There is family on both sides. Uh, our detectives have interviewed uh, multiple people and family members. So we're, we're you know, we're... While we've made an arrest, it's still an active investigation. We're still following through to make sure we cover everything we need to cover so that there's no open ends on it. And were the uh, husband and wife and the children the only people living at, at that? Address? At this point, we believe that are, those are the only people that are residing there. Can you describe it as a chaotic scene? Yes. to say that the three-year-old aware witness of what was going on? The, the three-year-old was aware of what's going on. We have nothing so far, but like I said, we're, we're in the, you know, it's obviously anything we say is always subject to change as we get new information in. Right now, the information we have in is this, you know, this is a very tragic thing that happened, and we're trying to figure out why and what the background is and what the history is. Have you been able to speak with anyone, a part of the family? The Texas has spoken to multiple family members, and they're still in the process of doing interviews so that they can get a, a clearer picture of what was going on in the background of everyone involved. Um, I, I have not spoken to them. I haven't spoken to the detectives yet, so I couldn't comment on that. And the suspect seems pretty cooperative. He is. He's somewhat cooperative. Obviously, um, you know, he's he's uh, he's been processed and he's over at court. What's his demeanor like? Um, his demeanor was. It was. Uh, I we're not going to comment on that now. Did he sustain any injuries? We, as far as we could see, he sustained no injuries. He was evaluated at the hospital and brought, released back to us and then brought to court today. Uh, at this time, we're not going to make a comment as far as the scene goes. Do you know if there's anything that like, neighbors heard that led up to it, or was it just a split second? Initial indications are something happened inside the home, and we're trying to figure out that right now. What would your advice be to a neighbor you know, who might hear even minor fighting, they're hearing through the next department door. They yep. don't know what to do. What would you say to those neighbors? Call the police. Call the police. We in Ansonia have something called Tip 411. It's uh, tip411.com. You can make anonymous complaints through Tip 411. It's completely anonymous. We get, a, we get an email at dispatch, and uh, all the lieutenants and the sergeants get, dispatch, get emails that talk about a location and what may be going on, and we dispatch officers over to investigate. So you can remain truly anonymous that way. Any other questions? Uh, do you know how long they were married for? I do not know how long they were married for. Okay. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you.